even in some of those really terrible sticky times, it's just so incredibly hard to believe that we're doing anything for love, um, but we are. And so when things are put onto our heart and we act on them, really amazing things happen. Hi, we are Colleen. And Colleen. And we have made it our mission to spread kindness and make everyone feel like they belong. So each week we will share real life stories, motivating insights, and helpful tips that will inspire you to live a kinder, happier life. We believe that together we can make the world a much better place. Are you in? I'm in. Let's do this. Welcome to the You Fit Here podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to You Fit Here. This is CS, and I am very excited for all of you to meet our amazing guest today. Her name is Peggy O'Flaherty. She is a wife, a mother of five. And when anybody says that they're a mother of five and they tell me that, I ask them, like, on purpose? Since mine wasn't on purpose and it's just a little joke. And yes, on purpose. And she also has one baby in heaven. She has started four successful startups, and I'm just really happy for her to share her amazing gifts with you today. I think her gifts include love, compassion, and confidence. And I feel like these are things that everybody should possess and um, have. And so I just, I'm so, so excited. So welcome, Peggy. Oh, well, thank you. Is the audio okay? You can hear me fine. Yeah, you sound great. You, you look beautiful too. I'm sorry that they can't see how beautiful you look. Wow. Thank you. And thank you for that very kind introduction. That was well, very generous of you. Peggy is, as I mentioned, she has a lot on her plate. You have a lot on your plate. You are very busy. And I want to talk about what keeps you going. I know that you are a voice in the community. You're a, a person who a lot of people count on and you look like you have it all together. Are deceiving. It's, it's this time of year, right, where we are all so overwhelmed with uh, the list of things we're hoping to accomplish. And I think what keeps me going is I do have obviously some of my own internal drive and, and, and ambition, but ultimately placing some legacy for my family about the traditions that I want them to keep, as well as some of the real core values, especially with four daughters and I have one boy, but, you know, I think I have this real internal drive having had eight sisters that I really want to leave for my four daughters, a framework of some core values on how we live our life. And I think that's really the, my number one motivation each morning when I get up. That is so beautiful. And I want, I'm going to, I'm going to try harder to concentrate on those. It's the, the people and the experiences that really, really keep us going, especially when times are crazy busy. I would really love for you to share, to begin a little bit about what has empowered you and helped you get where you are today and how you do it all. Well, you know, I am, like I said, I have uh, 10 siblings and uh, I'm the baby of 10, I should say. And I do believe that watching my family's experiences has given me a sense of drive to make an impact in the world. My parents were very big into serving uh, from the church that I came from. Service was a big part of our love language. And uh, I think I've really searched out ways with my family and ways in business that I could be in service and doing things with love. 
And that was, you know, that's kind of been my little bit of my mantra. I make so many mistakes on any given day. And I actually like to call those out on social platforms so that I can keep myself humble and reminded. I took a picture the other day of my house in a disarray. Like I did a video of like the laundry room was full of laundry. The garbage was overflowing. The dishes in the sink were overflowing. So, you know, there's tons of things that I don't get done every given day, like most women, most moms. Um, but I try to put my head down thinking that did I make an impact in some particular area of my life with my children or my businesses um, that you know keep today a day that I can celebrate I love that I don't know if that answered your question <laughs> but the- it, it really did I really love I just love that it's not always what it seems and I think a lot of times people put pressure on themselves when they're on Pinterest and scrolling through social media. And I think I, I just love when people like you use their platform to show the real side of you. So it sounds like, I mean, you, you have it all in a sense that the people in your life and, and what about in your career? How do you feel about, are you, do you feel fulfilled? (sighs) Well, I am really fulfilled. I'm thrilled with, I think you had mentioned in the intro that I've had four different businesses. And with my current particular company, Mavely, I work with a lot of everyday women and I also work with influencers. And so there's an awful lot of what I'm doing, uh, which requires me to be at a beautiful venue in the evening or on the weekends, dressed up in a black tie or, um, you know, in a lot of fashion beauty kind of settings. And so it's easy to come off as looking like I really have it all together. And again, um, I'm dealing with a lot of women who are 28 and a size zero and absolutely stunning. And and I have to say, there's a secret life of the behind the scenes of influencers. Many of these women have, you know, come from, um, you know, they've, they've immigrated from other countries and they've struggled to create a a place here in America and they've created their micro businesses. So they look like their life is all put together, but it's also very struggling um, for them to, you know, leave their families. I met a girl from Venice who, you know, she left her family to come here to America to start her own business. And, and so even they look like their life is all put together, but they have real life issues that they struggle with. So yes, my life is very, very, very fulfilled. My company Mavely right now um, gives me a chance to work with everyday women with our everyday you know, shopping and sharing of products. So I love what I get to do. Um, but again, I think it, it's always an opportunity to be humble in the settings that um, things are not always as easy as they look. And I think when you and I first met Colleen, I shared that this has probably been the highest point I can say right now of my professional career, as well as the hardest year I've ever experienced in my entire life. And so it's like, how can you have both those things happen at the exact same time? And that's the reality of life. Well, I hope you don't mind me asking if you would be willing to share a little bit about that and and maybe about this year and why it's been so hard. Absolutely. You know, I have had some of those really big transitional things happened for me this year. I, I turned 50. And although I think number is just a number and you're only as young as you feel, I know all those things, but there is something when you hit 50, you start to say like, wow, okay, so 50 years of my life are gone. And have I done all those things I thought I would 
for what do I plan to do with the next hopefully 50 or 40 some years that I have left. So it caused me just a lot of time to contemplate where my life was at. But then shortly after that, I went into menopause. Um, and, and so that triggers a whole bunch of other things with every part of your body, your hair, your sleeping, your um, your appetite, your mood. And that's a whole thing that women really underestimate how much there is to juggle there. And then a month after that, I lost my mother. And that was completely devastating. I had lost my father five years earlier. So when you lose your second parent, it sometimes feels like you grieve your first parent all over. So then you're grieving while both of my parents are gone. And it has been really impactful dealing with that grief. And then dealing with this year, our startup has really hit a point of massive momentum, which a startup at any age, let alone 50 with five children, <laughs> brings a great set of challenges and opportunities. And then I think one of the bigger things that happened this year, in addition to losing my mom, was my old this daughter, my first child went off to college. And until I actually met with a counselor recently, I didn't realize that there are some real emotional things that a mother goes through um, when their first child goes off to college. And so once I finally heard that and allowed myself some time to just process that, it has been easier, but I didn't want to focus on me. I was focused on her and all these exciting things of packing up the dorm room and picking the right college and going to those first football games. And it was so exciting for her, but on the inside, I was like so teary and weeping. So just those couple of things I shared with you made this year really challenging. And at the same time, my professional life is just taking off. So keeping those two things in balance and, and having time to uh, grieve and time to be sad a little bit and feel my feelings um, is not always easy for me, but I know it's really necessary for me to be able to go through each one of those different feelings as I'm still trying to build a business. Wow. I feel like it would have been helpful if we would have just documented this last year for, for people out there who have had a rough year for them to know that it, it is possible. It is possible to rise to the top, even when you feel like you have, you know, fallen as hard as you can four times in one year. I think that's really important for people to know that, that you can, but there's obviously, like you said, a balance that, that you have to find. Well, absolutely. And I think, you know, the other thing I didn't mention is that my husband and I had our 25th wedding anniversary, um, or we're entering into our 25th year. And anybody who's been married for 25 years will tell you that it comes with a whole set of um, interesting dynamics. And so I commit myself every single morning to start each day with one prayer and a one intention of how can I serve the people in my life, not only my, my husband and my children and my, um, the women that I get to work with in, in my professional career with Mavely. Um, but even then, even though I do that every single day, I feel like there's so many times I disappoint people. And that's just, that's just a part of life. It really is. We set off with good intentions and then sometimes we just can't get it all done. <laughs> but you sitting here sharing that is invaluable, not just to me. I hope to a lot of people, I know it will be because it's so true and it's so real. And I don't think enough people really talk about that and they should. And I just can't help but thinking about 
you have five kids, but your first pregnancy, you had a miscarriage. Yes. So that was, and I'm not sure when you started your first business, but how, I mean, what a neat story, but what a sad beginning. So would you share how, I mean, you treat others with love and compassion. You mentioned you're one of 10 and you grew up serving others. That was your love language, which is so beautiful. But in today's world, it's not really easy to go through the things that you've been through and still be such a successful, inspiring person. So why is it important to you to, to do things with love? Mm. Well, I, to touch on any woman that ever has had a miscarriage, um, you know, if you have a miscarriage at or, or, or stillbirth uh, or you lose a baby within the first you know, hour or day or you lose a child, let's just say that if you've ever lost a child, I think that it's so easy to allow people in our life to minimize it and say, well, God had a plan or maybe there was something wrong with the baby or it wasn't the right time or just, um, you know, try to accept it. And I would tell all those people to allow yourself to grieve and be sad. And, um, you know, I had lost the baby at like 14 weeks. So it was just at that point that I had told everybody. Oh, <laughs> and, um, and then I did what everybody said is like, well, maybe it was just meant to be, it was your first baby. So it'll, you'll have others. It'll be fine. And I tried to just kept pushing down my feelings on that for a long time. And then I came around and I met a woman who said, well, did you give your baby a name? And I thought, I didn't. And I, I really felt that it was a boy. So we, my husband and I decided that we would give the baby a name and we would celebrate the baby at Christmas with an ornament. And we would acknowledge this other baby one time every year, you know, with a, like, this would have been his birthday and we're going to celebrate that. And so that has been um, very healing for me. Um, but again, I don't, I, I don't know if that was really answering you your question. But um, I think that, you know, for any woman that's ever had any kind of loss or grief like that, give yourself some time, give yourself some grace to heal and get through it. Because eventually, um, you know, we still have to like, get up and put on our makeup and get the laundry done and get out there and get into the world. And I think those experiences, as we know, do make us stronger and more resilient. Wow. It sounds like you had enough ammo from just your, where you come from to, to be who you are and to do things with love. Do you think that what happened to you early on after you got married, do you think that that obviously you, you honor him in such a beautiful way and that's amazing, but how how do you carry that still into your everyday? Yeah, that's such a good question, actually. Um, I truly believe that things are put onto our heart. That, you know, I say God, that I believe God puts things into our heart. And regardless of how much we try to push them down or push them away, they just keep resonating. So, and that's everything. And so I think if we embrace it and we run with it and we get excited about it, that we're then doing things for a greater purpose. So when we, when we can live in that kind of a place, the good and the bad that does happen, trying to trust that there's a bigger plan that we may not know of. And then working from all good things come from love. 
then we tend to make our life a little bit easier. Uh, I wear a bracelet that says there's a silver lining <laughs> because even in some of those really terrible sticky times, it's just so incredibly hard to believe that we're doing anything for love, um, but we are. And so when things are put onto our heart and we act on them, really amazing things happen. So I'll give you one really specific example. I had always wanted to serve on a mission trip and it just never presented itself. I didn't, my church didn't do mission trips. I didn't know how I could ever do it. And finally, my daughter was a sophomore in high school and she got invited to go to Nicaragua to serve and build homes for, um, on a mission trip in International Samaritan with um, the women who live in the garbage dumps, but she was too afraid. And so she called me, she said, mom, um, this opportunity came up at school. Would you go with me? And I'm like, yes. Yes, I will go. And I'm like, I don't know how we'll figure out the money or the time or anything, but I knew that that had been put on my heart and it was something that I could do to serve. And it was something that really echoed what I was raised with, with this desire to serve. And so I jumped right in and now all of my children have continued to do mission trips in uh, uh, they went back to Nicaragua, they've gone to Jamaica twice, uh, and now we're looking at a couple other trips for this year. And so I think when you listen to what's been put on your heart, it may be a book that falls in front of you or a person that falls in front of you or an opportunity. It's just a matter of when are you going to finally say yes and act on it. Um, I love that so much. I can relate to that so much in my life. I feel like you've been spying on me. It's like when those ads come up, my husband and I are talking about a ping pong table and then all of a sudden it's like the ad. And I absolutely love what you just said. And I've been answering some calls too. My mom will, will say, stop it. Stop saying yes. And it's, but it's for church. So it's God. So I have to, and I want to. And so I just, I encourage anybody to do that, whether it's faith related or not. If if you have something on your heart, then, then you should follow that. Absolutely. And I think what holds us back oftentimes is fear, right? And we'll say, you know, like for years, my husband, and I felt like we were supposed to adopt a child and, you know, we kept praying about it. We kept thinking about it. And, and there was just a lot of fear around that. And so we tried to sort and discern through what was fear and what was real. What is it that we should have um, said yes to? And then over time through discernment, it, it just didn't present itself. Um, but I do think those elements of what's been placed on our heart also goes into our businesses. And then not allowing fear to hold us back from a business opportunity that we've always wanted to act on and not limiting ourselves, which women tend to do around success and money. And I think that's an area that we have to kind of cut some old views on our value of the impact we can make in the world. But for me, it still goes back to listening to what was put on your heart. What are your gifts? And can you do something like that out of love to serve in a bigger way as a business as well? That's very interesting because my next question for you was going to be, how has your use of love helped you in your business? So you, you, pretty much, you pretty much answered that. And I think I love when that happens because it was something that was obviously important for us about you, but then it really is who you are. So that was awesome. I love that. What we preach at every kind, and we don't like to be preachy, but what we feel so passionately about is that we have this amazing opportunity to hopefully help people, inspire people to, you know, accept others, accept themselves, be kind, 
live the golden rule. And I feel like all of those things are who you are also. So when we strive to do it, and I'm sure that you're, you're not perfect at it, but, but you're so inspiring. So how, how do you feel like those things and, and where we believe in have brought success to your life in your career and in, in also personally? No, thank you. And I, I do see that in your mission. I read your mission statement the other day and I applaud you guys for what you're doing because it's important work and it takes a long time to come up with a mission statement that you can truly live and stand behind. When we talk about this idea of your core values in your business, ours being you know, living and working with the spirit of generosity, there's always going to be conflict, right? There's going to be conflict at the office and there's going to be conflict with your customers and conflict with your vendors. And we try to approach it from a place of love and generosity. And knowing that if we're going to enter into the dialogue and there's a conflict, if our heart is really in the right place and we try to be as generous as possible in any kind of a discourse. Um, typically we come out on the other side wanting to either hug each other as team members, um, you know, embracing our customers with hugs or generosity and the same thing with our brands and our partners and our vendors because the majority of all of our partners are women-owned businesses. And so we ultimately want them to be massively successful. So that means we need to be as generous as we can with them on our platform. So all the women who are doing shopping are also finding that they're finding the very best, cool, unique products in a way that um, can put money back in mom's pocket. So that's really what we do. We're kind of a curated shopping experience where everyday women can put money back into your pocket, but it, it's based on our core value of being as generous as we can with everyone that's in our ecosystem. That's amazing. You just really have this way about you of, of uplifting other people. And I was talking to my friend Hannah yesterday and she said, you really never regret being kind, really you really don't. And I thought, you know, there are often times in my life where someone has cut me off and I've graciously not done what I might have. And I thought, no, actually you're, you're right. Even though sometimes being kind is the, and having a, a spirit of generosity isn't easy. You don't ever regret. You really truly in your heart don't regret being that way. So why, why wouldn't you be if it's nothing you'll ever regret? And I feel like you encompass that. And I think that's just so cool. It makes you even more elegant to me. <laughs> so I love that. But I, I really, really want to touch on the confidence aspect of things. You have a quote written in a blog that says, when you're confident with how you look on the outside, it influences how you feel on the inside. So I would like you to talk about that and a little bit about Mavely, a little bit more about Mavely, because I want people to know how amazing it is and, and why they have to download it after they're done listening to you tell us about this. Well, thank you again for your kind words. You're so you are kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, so confidence is such an interesting thing, right? Um, I'm going to be really vulnerable and tell you that I've done an awful lot of work on healing my inner child, and I think. I was raised with amazing parents, absolutely amazing parents who I love and adore beyond and above everything other than God. Um, but, you know, things happen in life that can be really, really painful. And 
it took me to be almost 50 before I started to really work on some of those things that were somewhat wounded or hurt as my kind of inner child and having to go back and spend time in meditation and prayer and looking at those and giving myself again time to heal from things that had happened over grade school, high school, early college years, um, which all of us have something that have given us some bruises and bumps along the way. But typically those things, if we don't address it, will continue to resurface. And so I think it's easy to like get dressed up and, and try to put on a happy face, but on the inside, we still have things that are our are, are scars you know, we're always going to have those. And sometimes they heal faster than others. And sometimes you have to open it back up to get it to really heal over again. Um, and so I appreciate the fact that you say that I have a lot of confidence. And I think for a long time, that was an act. And I don't mean an act that I was faking it. You know, they say, fake it till you make it. I think it was a, um, I want to show up. I want to show up for all the people in my life and my family and my friends. And so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do the right thing and try to be, um, look a certain way and, 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 and perform a certain way because I was driven by that, but I still had pieces on the inside that were so hurting and, and those were starting to limit relationships with my children, relationships with my husband's relationships professionally. And so I finally just got, I had, I was tired of being tired of some of those things. And so I said, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to do the work it's going to take over a year to just go into some deeper, you know, prayer meditation and counseling, quite honestly, to, um, to work on healing some of those areas and addressing those. So that's, I think confidence for me has come from being very honest with myself about, um, even though it may have looked good where I felt, and I knew there were some disconnects in relationships that mattered to me. And so if I wanted those to be better, I couldn't blame it on the other person. I had to look at myself in the mirror and do the work I needed to, to try to um, get right with some of those past pains. So that's, I think, the confidence. And so that also drives me to want to work with women because I realize we go through a lot as women. I mean, we carry a lot of the burdens of our families the world, like we watch the news differently than men, right? I mean, we just do. We listen to politics differently. Uh, we experience our faith differently. And so I've always had such, and maybe again, maybe it's because I've had eight older sisters who were like uh, rock stars and just totally inspired me in my life that I just loved. And my mom, I loved and adored. So I've always been inspired to work with women. So Maidly is my newest venture. And the last three companies have all been related to working with women. Um, in different ways. But this particular one um, is I created a shopping app. So imagine Amazon, but really more curated products for women. And so when you come into the Maybelline platform, you can download it. It's free. You're going to find curated brands, the majority of which are women-owned businesses. You're going to find brands that are sustainable and good brands doing good for the world. Uh, they're either giving back, they're sustainable, like clean products. And so these are everyday products that we all need a lot of fashion and beauty and home goods. Brandless is one of them. Brandless is just a company I can't stop talking about because they basically give back a dollar of everything that they earn to the poor in America. And they were on... Um, 
they were on a magazine in January, in July, 4th of July, as the top 50 uh, American-made companies that are doing good for American citizens. And it's everything from paper towels to um, snacks for your pantry. So Brandless is one of our vendors. So people come into our platform, mostly women. They can shop and they can discover new products. They can earn cash back on everything that they shop. But the best part is what women do naturally. And we joked about this before, but um, my circle of girlfriends, we started this Google Doc 10 years ago and we would all give each other recommendations on products that we love from, you know, where did you buy your Christmas tree to where did you buy that sweater you have on? Where did you buy jeans that make you look good after you have a baby? Where do you buy a bathing suit that holds you in when you have a big bust, you know? So we go to our girlfriends and we created this Google sheet and I thought I could create an app that would actually allow women to go in and find products that we really love, that we can recommend and refer, and brands who would put money back in mom's pocket. So that's really what Mavely is. You discover products, you can shop those products and earn money back in your pocket. But the main thing we do with Mavely is we want you to share. If you discover something new, we want you to share it with your friend. So your friend also earns money back in her pocket. Because quite honestly, most of us, $75 or $150 or $500 extra a month is huge. That can, you know, put your child through travel sports. It could pay for a car payment or it could pay for a vacation home or a little savings or your mortgage. And so we find women who are in our platform doing everyday shopping and then getting money like $75 up to $500 average back in their pocket to just, um, help their livelihood. So that's what Mavely is. And I would encourage people to download it and um, if you have a product or brand you love, post it into our activity feed. And it is beautiful. It is a, a really, really user friendly, beautiful app. And obviously, the idea behind it is right up our alleys. And I think it's 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 genius. Obviously, I love the Google Doc story. I. I feel like I text my closest friends things and then I have to scroll back through to find like, what did they text me when I said, what's that recipe and, and, um, or, or whatever it may be. And so I feel like so many people can relate to that, just trusting your, your friends or the people that you can count on. And then the people I feel like who download Mavely are just women who want to help other women, um, which is just really, really, really cool. Thank you. I appreciate the comments about uh, our team is amazing. We just hired a amazing graduate from Boulder University. I mean, I try to hire a lot of women. And um, this young girl came to us after graduating from college and she's done our design. So when you say it looks really pretty, her, one of our other core values is that we wanted the app to be aspirational. Different than if you were to be on Instagram and see a beautiful you know, influencer, we wanted it to have an aspirational effect for the everyday woman. So thank you for acknowledging that. And it is, and it is, it's different than any of the other apps that might be sort of similar in theory in that just, I feel like everything is trusted. We wanted Mabley to be a place that women could share things that they genuinely think would be, add value to other women's life. And we do work with influencers too, because I think there's an awful lot that they do with their home decor and their fashion and their, um, you know, their beauty tips that we find inspiring. So um, we work with everyday women and influencers. Which is the best of both worlds. I think so. Thank you. Well, you're so welcome. I, I know that you probably counsel a lot of women and talk to a lot of women about 
being confident. And I'm, I'm so thankful that you shared your vulnerability and sort of your journey to find that confidence. But what would you say to someone who is kind of at a low right now, who can't really seem to, to pick themselves up and maybe follow what's on their heart, whatever it is to help you feel confident so that you can be confident? Mm. It's again, a really insightful, kind question, because I know you're listening to your audience and you want to help them. And there are so many people that suffer with different forms of depression and even fear itself can really cause us to feel isolated from other people. And I think there's very, very simple things that we do and can do. And anybody who's listening to this should do right now. And some simple things are ways to celebrate yourself. So get up and go wash your face. And we all know there's a book out there about girl, wash your face, but there's something to be said for that because sometimes we need to just wash off our face. And and that's a very simple act of like some self-love, which is you get in the shower and you wash your face and you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, okay, I, maybe I don't, maybe I don't got it. You know, I don't, I don't have this all together, but I'm going to do a couple things today. The second thing I would say is go move your body. There is something entirely true about getting out in nature, getting a walk, you know, getting, you know, some sweat on that sweats out those toxins and that yucky stuff. And it gets our mind off of whatever we're going through. And so I always say that the physical activity is critical. I think the other thing is don't hold yourself back from calling a friend and just saying either I need a connection, I need a prayer, I need a cup of coffee or I need to go for a glass of wine. I think it's very, very easy to isolate ourselves. And I think our confidence comes from other people. And and not to say that it shouldn't come from ourselves, okay? But there are times in our life that we can't muster it up ourselves. And so when you sit and you have a cup of coffee with a girlfriend and you allow a tear to come or honestly, maybe just to get out of yourself and let your friend cry because of something she's going through, that connection builds confidence for both people. And so I always say that there's this like five simple things of like, get up and wash your face, you know, get down on your knees and say some prayers of gratitude, get your body physically moving, be with other people. Uh, My kids and I always joke when one of us are struggling, we'll say, I need a hug. I need a five minute hug <laughs> because it's more than just like, I want a quick little hug. It's like, I need an embrace. I and then that. we, <laughs> we kind of joke because it was really my fourth child would say it. She started it. And I'm like, oh my God, five minutes. You're killing me. I don't have an extra five minutes. But now we've all come to like, wow, there are times that we need that five minute hug. Um so those would be some of the things that I think if, if you're struggling with any type of confidence um, and don't be afraid that if you need to see a doctor or a counselor and, you know, there's periods of time people need to take some types of medicine to, to get through it or they need to be on herbal, you know, vitamins. Um, it's okay too. I mean, that's okay. If there's a, if you're really going through some grieving, maybe you do need a little blue pick me up pill or something yeah. <laughs> to get you through it. And, and don't be afraid to, to say, I may need extra help from a doctor and that's okay too. Yes, that is okay. I love that. Um, Connor, who is my oldest, he's 15 is not a big hugger. So when he really wants something like really, and it doesn't have to be like a thing, but if he just needs help or then he'll offer a hug 
and I'll say it has to be like a swing me around, squeeze me tight kind. And he is getting better and better at, at it. And it has honestly, it's brought us a little bit closer. And so I do agree with that. And I love, I love that you do that with your kids. And I think, I think everybody needs a hug sometimes. Yeah. Well, good job, mom. I'm telling you, <laughs> because you know what, what you're doing for him is you're teaching him to then do that someday for his wife and his own children. And that's beautiful because there are just some people that are, you know, not really interested in the touch, but he's going to meet people. He's someone's going to come into his life and eventually he'll know that his mom taught him how to do a swim around hug. <laughs> it, it brings a great bit of uh, joy that we all need. Well, I think that that's just so amazing. I feel like whether you are an entrepreneur listening or you've been in the same job that you're going to be in forever because you love it so much or wherever you might be in your life or your career, I feel like everything you just said is such wonderful advice. I think people will truly, truly value all those little words of wisdom that you just shared. And I just don't want people to lose touch with who you are. So if you wouldn't mind just sharing where people can find you, um, spell Mavely so that they can download the app. And then I will obviously, I'll, I'll encourage everybody to check out our blog because I'm going to put some pictures up of this beautiful lady so you can see just what she brings to, what she's bringing to this podcast, but what she also puts out in the world and, and how she inspires people, not just because she's adorable and fashionable, but because she really does everything with love. So um, I wish I could like give you an ovation. Like, clap. Can, you, can you hear that? <laughs> but, so yeah, would you please share where people can find you? Absolutely. So the easiest way to download Mabley is if you have an iPhone or you have an Android phone, you can go to the Google Play Store or the um, the iOS store and you can download M-A-V-E-L-Y. So Mavely through the App Store or through Google Play. And um, once you download Mavely, again, it's free. You can sign in and just start exploring and discovering some new products. You can also find us at www.mavely.life. And I think one of the things you would love on our Mavely uh, site is our blog. And on our blog right now for shopping guides, we have like gifts under 50, gifts for her, gifts for him, um, the best gift for your hostess gift. Uh, teacher gifts. Um, so you can go and look at our blog and you can see products that we recommend based on um, any of those categories or those collections. And then you can buy the products directly there, or it will encourage you to download the app as a second option. Um, but it would also take you to any of our female owned brands. And again, not only do I want you to support obviously what I'm doing with Mavely, but I want you to know that you're supporting a whole collection of women who are trying to get their products discovered, not products you would see at the shopping mall. So Mavely, M-A-V-E-L-Y is the name of our um, app. And I want to thank you so much for giving me this time, Colleen, and, and putting me out there so that, um, you know, people can support all these other women's businesses that we're trying to support. Well, I love that. And I am thankful to you because I know that you are a busy businesswoman and this, this was and this was so fun for me, but I really just think it's going to help a lot of people. And I, I think the thing with Mavely, um, you say, wear what you wear with confidence. Is that what, you, or, or Mavely allows you to do that? Is that 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing is that just doing that with confidence, if it's something as simple as a um, social paint, which is a lip gloss that we have, that is a clean lip gloss for a woman who had a gluten allergy um, to, you know, a pair of earrings or a pair of boots, you know, whatever you're going to do, let, you know, wear it with confidence. Wear it with confidence. I think even scrolling through the app gives you a little boost of confidence. It just, it just, seeing other people support people, women supporting women, whatever. I feel like it just is so uplifting. It's just like an injection of confidence. Peggy, thank you so much for everything. Thank you. Have a great day. You have a great rest of your day too. Thank you so, so much.